0: Comedic Science, Geb and Newt Explained Geb and Newt are the last two of the four foundational metaphysical elements that produce physical life. Those four foundational elements are Shu, Tefnut, Geb, and Newt. Ancient African spiritual science is very precise when expressing these ideas. The myths are a very elegant symbolic means to teach the science. The basis of the science and therefore the myths is numbers or universal mathematical formulas. The myths state that Tefnut begets the water of heaven and the fire of earth. They are then called Nut, which is sky, and Geb, which is earth. The Egyptian myth of the Grand Enid is the technical analysis of everything that occurred at the moment of creation and all the fundamental elements that created the material world beginning with the abstract theory of how God, or Atum came into existence as the creator. According to the ancient African science, in order for the material world to come into existence, these primordial elements must be split from each other. Shu, in the function of his secret name, Re, separates Newt and Geb from each other. You will see this depiction of Shu with arms raised, creating the void, separating Newt and Geb. Newt and Geb are actually Tefnut as the primordial fire in her next more complex phase coming closer still to materialization. This is all occurring simultaneously at the Big Bang. Just as a tomb became Shu and Tefnut, Tefnut with the help of her twin Shu becomes Geb and Newt. But the properties of Shu and Tefnut don't disappear. They simply formulate into something different but with their elements as the foundation of what the next phase becomes. It could be analogous to taking bacon flour to create cookies or a cake. No matter what you make from the flour, it's still the foundation of the new creation. No matter what is created in the universe, at the foundation is the properties of God that becomes the next phase of creation. The ancient Africans and other indigenous people always had a profound respect for everything in nature because they all had the philosophy that every natural thing is God in another form. This is also why the ancients would state, know thyself and you will know God. And it was a natural progression for them to see themselves as God in another form. They would say that you are a god or goddess in human form. Within everyone is a spark of light that is the creator. It wasn't being arrogant, it was simply the logical progression of the science. You will notice in the hierarchy of the Grand Enid that there seems to be something missing between Newt and Gab. As if there should be a third aspect on that level. Well, there is. That third aspect is how Shu must act as a separator for Geb and Newt while they were qualitatively and functionally an aspect of Tefnut. So, Shu, Tefnut, Geb, and Nut were actually symbolic representations of the four essential elements of creation. Air, or spirit, is Shu. Tefnut, fire. Nut, water. And Geb, earth. Each element is fundamental to creation. I must caution you to not take these elements literal. They are only metaphors. They have even more complex aspects that I'm not going to bog you down with here. Through their complexities, these elements are always connected and interacting with each other. You can't single out their components in nature. They're mothers and fathers of entire lines of natures or parts of nature on earth. I can talk or write about them in linear fashion, but they are always simultaneously interacting. Now, we still have some more to go. The enid is one small aspect of the ancient comedic science that is biblical gospels. The Bible is a fringe aspect of this ancient spiritual science. This is not the end of the video. But if you're enjoying this knowledge, you can go over to my website at the end for more at www.comediccenteredliving.com. In my blog and e-courses, I give you the book references and documentation of this knowledge so that you can research it further for yourself. Now, my e-courses go much deeper. I connect the dots to the Bible because it has kept so many of us in mental bondage, and I want to help break the chains for anyone that's been affected. I love studying, learning, and sharing what I learned with you. I would definitely appreciate the support and any donations you're willing to give. Please like the video, subscribe for updates, and share with others. But let's keep going, because I'm about to blow your mind with what I have coming next. Now, if you've watched the first two videos of this series on Atum and Shu and Tefnut, then you've gotten a basic understanding of the ancient African science of creation. These myths have been told orally for over 10,000 years or more. Now, let's look at where the African spiritual science shows up in the Bible. This is fascinating for me. The books don't always make the connections, but the way I'm wired helps me make these connections that I love sharing with you. So, the comedic science shows up in Genesis chapter 1. I'm using the NIV version of the Bible. The Genesis chapter 1 story is the first of two creation stories in Genesis. I didn't know that there were two creation stories when I was a Christian. This Genesis chapter 1 story is the younger of the two stories and was written around the 6th century BCE, according to Bible scholars. That's approximately 600 years before Christianity. The Bible story starts at chapter 1 verse 1 and ends at chapter 2 verse 3. I'm not going to go over the whole story, just the parts that connect the Enid to the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 states, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is referring to Atum. Except there is no reference to how God came into being through masturbation. That would have meant expressing sexual language. In the early development of Catholicism, relating anything sexual to God became taboo. It still is today for many. So any major component of expressing any creative act in African spiritual science was removed within Catholicism. I must make a side note here to help you understand the unspoken wisdom contained within the story about our tomb, Masturbating. The wisdom is not in the action of masturbation. It's understanding the emotion of joy and ecstasy of the orgasm that masturbation caused. The wisdom is that you, like God, must create anything in life from your joy and passion. God created the universe through joy and passion. You are a god or goddess in human form, and when you're having fun being authentically you, doing what you love, and following your joy, then life is amazing. If you hate getting up in the morning going to your job, then you are doing the opposite of living through your joy. When people get stuck on the story in the myth, they miss the wisdom of the metaphors. By leaving out the part on masturbation, the church robbed us of the wisdom. By making the allegories literal, the church robbed humanity of the wisdom they could gain from spontaneous, intuitive insight. Okay, back to the Genesis story. Now, verse 2 has a reference to Chu and Tefnut, where it states... And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Remember, Shu and Tefnut were twin fires that mirror and complement each other. Again, both were the elements of fire, the original cause and spirit. They were both born from the primordial waters of Noon. Therefore, as a logical progression, water was an aspect of both Shu and Tefnut. Now, I must caution you again not to take fire and water literal. They are metaphors to express the metaphysical elements of creation. Speaking in spiritual science terms, one of Shu's dominant qualities is dryness with the warmth of wet that makes air or spirit. But the wet of Tefnut must be added to manifest each other. This is getting into technical minutia again, but I need to explain it only because it will make sense of the Bible connection in Genesis. But this gives you a glimpse into how intricate and complex the African spiritual science can be. Websites that just give you these simplistic definitions of Egyptian gods are robbing you of the richness and depth of the spiritual science. Now, verse 3 is a reference to the natures Ray and Her. I have not gone over these two yet. But I will tell you that ray is the opposite of light, and her, or heru, is light that issued from the noon. I say ray is the opposite of light because it's the function of ray that will show up later in Genesis. Ray is not necessarily darkness, but its function is opposition or separating. That's the principle of another nature, but I will get into that another time. So God says, which is a metaphor for the logos or word. God says, let there be light. If God had to say, let there be light, we can assume that the opposite of light was darkness, right? Of course. Chapter one, verse six is a reference to Shu acting as his secret name of Ray. Verse six says, let there be a vault. Between the waters to separate water from water, which are aspects of Shu and Tefnut. Chapter 1 verse 7 says, So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. The next part is really again technical minutia concerning Shu and Tefnut, but I didn't want to get bogged down with giving you every single detail of the science. This video is meant to introduce you to the ancient African science and help you decode where Christianity got its biblical information. Why is it important to know that the Bible is stolen knowledge? Because Christianity taught all of us that the Bible and all that it teaches was a revelation from God. A revelation is defined as a surprising or previously unknown fact. Well, if this knowledge was in ancient Egypt and all over Africa thousands of years ago, then the Bible cannot qualify as a revelation, can it? Nah. So, back to the Genesis story. Shu, as his function of ray, has to separate Geb and Newt, who are aspects of Tefnut, before they could come into existence. So, technically speaking, it was Tefnut that was separated. But the qualities and functions within Tefnut became the functions of Geb and Newt as spirit descended closer to materializing. Notice Tefnut and Newt share parts of names. That's by design, not by accident. Chapter 1 verse 6 and then 9 explains to you the science I just expressed. So verse 9 states, Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry ground appear. This is Geb being expressed as material or matter, not literal earth. An interesting side note here is that Geb equates to Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus in the Bible. Now, you have to know that all feminine natures like Newt become the environment that any part of nature is formed within. In other words, Newt becomes the sky or environment that contains the stars and the planets, not just Earth. That's why she's called the goddess of the sky. So now we have the four foundational elements of all creation connected to the Bible. The Genesis story goes on, and I can tell you that there are a lot more hidden coded references to the ancient comedic science. But I'm going to stop here, or I could go on forever. Now, if you don't understand the ancient spiritual science and the numerology, you will think that the mythological story is the information that you are supposed to learn and the wisdom that can be gained is lost. If you don't know the foundation of the Bible is from the ancient Egyptian mythology, then you will accept the belief that the Bible is a revelation from God and a historical record. The fact is, guys, there is deeper knowledge and information that you can gain from expanding beyond these ideas. It's fascinating. There is knowledge about the soul, past lives, soul contracts, and other metaphysical knowledge that will empower you and keep you loving and enjoying living life. What I'm attempting to do is to take the shroud of ignorance off the Bible so that the consciousness of humanity can grow and expand into the bigger, more existentially gratifying concepts. We have to quit fighting each other over the myths and get to the depths of what the myths are expressing so that humanity can grow. This is the end. Thank you for watching. Please like the video, subscribe to my channel, and share this with others you know. My name is Reginald Martin and I am the founder of Comedic Centered Living at www.comediccenteredliving.com.